סיילד שמיא נעשה ונצליח יש יורז גנביר לרפואה שלמה חיים הלל בן רבקה construction of the Mishkan he said Vikuli Truma they shall take from me a portion if you look at it why does it say Vikuli Truma why does it say take why not say Vitin or to bring why does it say to take the Chachamim say that Hashem was saying that if you bring what you contribute, what you give, if you give it l'shem shemaim, you give it for the sake of Hashem, the sake of uh, the sake of shemaim, sake of heaven, then you will be taking Hashem. You will, you will be taking me. Hashem says veikhuli, so you will be taking from me. It says that if you build. The, bit, the, the, the Mishkan for the sake of heaven then you will bring me into it as six Pesukim later goes on to say said they shall make they shall make me a sanctuary that I may dwell with them well, it says they shall make me meaning that if they make it for my for my name for the sake of my name then I, then I, then, uh, then I will come and rest in their in their uh, mishkan. So everything must be done, the Shem Shamayim. If it's building the mishkan, building a family, keeping Shabbat. Anytime we do a mitzvah correctly, we will be, we will get the mitzvah. We will get rewarded for it. But to take down, to bring down the Shekhinah and to put it, the holiness into that mitzvah, it takes more. It takes the purity of, of motive. You have to do it for the right reasons. Sometimes you have people that keep Shabbat. But whenever they keep Shabbat, they say to themselves, I can't wait until I could go home and, you know, there's this thing that I want to do. Sometimes they say, uh, let me go home, I want to watch a movie, this movie's going to be at a certain time, I want to watch it fast, I want to go home fast, I want Shabbat to be over, I want to go back on my phone, go on some type of thing, do something. The problem is, they don't feel the holiness. To feel the holiness of Shabbat, it has to be kept fully with all the soul, all in the Shema. You put it in, you do it, you, you keep Shabbat correctly. You put all your soul into it, then you won't you won't want to you 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 won't wait for Shabbat to be over. And whenever Shabbat is gonna be over, you're gonna cry. You're gonna say, uh, maybe I can't wait until next week. Maybe I'll keep it a little longer, Rabbeinu Tam, something. You're always gonna want to keep it more. You never you're always gonna enjoy Shabbat, and always every step, every hour that passes, you always getting a little bit more a little bit more upset because Shabbat is about to end but we're Hashem we still have Shabbat so let's make the full of it on Shabbat we read 
ערבית, שחרית and מנחה and each of those, of those prayers in the Amidah we say in the, in the Bracha of Elokeinu Velokei Avoteinu we say Kadeshenu Mutztecha that we should be sanctify, uh, sanctify us with your mitzvot you're asking Hashem since the mitzvot, uh, mitzvot bring us the, the Kiddusha only if we do them properly we're asking Hashem, we're saying please Hashem let us do it correctly, help us give us the Siyat Deshmai to help us do it correctly the pure our motives of what we're doing and how we're doing it why we're doing it the Kavanah that we have without any personal interest the, the more the Shekhinah the more the holiness comes down with it in Shira Shirim we read this Pasuk that Shlomo Amalek says about the Bet about the Mishkan he says its pillars were made of silver and it's inlaid with gold how, so how does someone bring the Shekhinah down with silver and gold? Well, it's brought down with silver and gold. So Shlomo continues. He says, Its interior was filled with the love from the daughters of Yerushalayim. So it's not that the gold that the Jewish people brought down, that brought the Shekhinah down. It's the love that they put into it. The love that they that they gave the donations with that's what brought the Shekhinah down so it's not the, the silver and gold specifically it's how much how much of the pure intention was put into the giving of the gold and silver there's a Gemara that explains that Eliyahu Navi used to learn with Rabbi Yudha Nasi and one time Eliyahu Navi didn't show up and Rabbi Yehuda was wondering, he asked him, he said, why didn't you come? So Eliyahu explained to him that he woke up, that at that time he woke up Avraham in Shammai, he woke up Avraham to pray. He washed his hands, he set him up, everything, and he prayed and then he put him to, to sleep again. He put him to rest in Gan Eden. Then he says, I do the same thing for Yitzchak, and then after I do the same thing for Yaakov. So that's why it took me so long. So Rabbi Yudanasi asks him, he says, Why didn't you do them all together? The, uh, wake them up all together. He says, I, I, I can't, I'm not, I, I can't do it. Why not? Because if I do it and they pray together, the Giyula will come immediately. The redemption. So he says, do it, no problem, this is the best thing. What's the thing that you're preventing it from happening? Do it. I can't, the time didn't come. The time didn't come for Mashiach to come. So, okay, fine, you know what? Is there anybody in this world that could bring Mashiach the same way that if they pray together, the same way that uh, the forefathers pray together, that will be able to bring Mashiach? He says, yeah. Rabbi Chia and his sons you get them to pray together then to bring the Mashiach Rabbi Yudha, Rabbi Yudha said no problem I want to bring the Mashiach as soon as possible he told Rabbi Chia he said today 
you and your sons will pray. We'll pray bichazanim. Rabbechia and his sons began to pray mincha. They were praying. They said, Mashiva Ruach, that they makes the winds blow, praying about Hashem, make the winds blow. And then suddenly the winds blew. The winds were blowing hard. Then they say, Morida Geshim, which means he makes the rain fall. And the rain started to, to fall, it started to rain. But at that time when he was saying it, Hashem saw that the, that the dead people were dancing. They were happy. They were they were they were singing and dancing. Dead people. Hashem was. He says, "What are you doing? Why are you dancing?" They said. They tell. They said in a second, Rabbi Chia will will start saying, "Mechaya metim." He resurrects the dead, and then because he said it, all the dead will return to life. Shem said, who, to, who said the secret? Eliyahu Navi came to him, he says, I'm sorry, I said, I, I said the secret, I said that uh, the Bichia the and his sons could bring the Gevulah. Because of this, Eliyahu Navi was whipped with f- flaming whips. And his image of him being whipped appeared as a bear of fire in the Bet Knesset of where Rabbi Chia was praying. Rabbi Chia saw this, he stopped immediately. Everybody was scared, they all ran away. Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Yehuda understood this is not the time. We can't, we, we can't bring the Mashiach yet. The question is, what's, what was Rabbi Chia's schut, what was his merit that he had the power to bring Mashiach? The answer is that Rabbi Chia prevented the Torah from being forgotten. He did Kiruv. He taught the Torah. He prevented it from becoming fully forgotten. How did he do this? He planted he planted flax. He planted flax and he said, L'shem Yichud, I'm planting the flax. The Shekinah will come and rest on the flax. Then he harvested the flax. He said, Hashem Yichud, he was making nets from the flax, and he says, I'm making the flax, the, she, the, the, the nets, the Shem Yichud, that the Shekinah will rest on the net. He, makes, he made the nets from the flax, and it took him years to do this. Then he took the, the nets, and he took it, he trapped the deer with it, trapped deer, and he cooked it, and he gave the meat to the poor to the poor people. And all of this was l'shem shemaim. He took the skins from the animal, and he made parchment paper, and he wrote sefer Torah. He wrote chumashim on it. Then he took the took the chumashim. He went to a town, and he went to the children over there. He taught one of them. Bereshit, another one Shemot, another one Vayikra, Bamidbar, Devarim, each to five different students. Then he says, you teach each other. Teach each other, the Torah is not going to be forgotten. I taught you this one, I taught you this one, you teach each other, and now you, then you're going to know all of it. 
So it's a very so it's a very strange thing. Why did why didn't Rabbi Chia just go just you know go go to the store? How we we, we go to the store? We just get five chumash. We just get chumashim. That's it. So we give the class. We say here you go. Why didn't why did Rabbi Chia go through so much things? Making the flags, making the nets, making all this thing. Why did he go through this process? Could have at least you know, gone to the store, get a net, and that's it, or get a deer. Get some parchment paper. Rabbi Chia understood that the more sanctity that you put into something, the longer it will last. So he says, he said that the more I do, the more I do in the process of making this thing come to pass, the more it will last. So he understood that the Torah that he's going to teach through this way, it will never be forgotten. It will all it was it will last forever. That's a Rabbi Yudah Anasi says, "Great are the deeds of Chia." So, Rabbi Chia, he was so spiritual that he was actually friends with the Malachim, the angels. So much so that the angel of death even visited him many times. He says when the Malachamavet would come and say and would take someone from this world, he would come over to him and he says, Today I have to take so and so from the world. One day he came to Rabikhia and he uh, Rabikhia saw him very sad. He asked Rabikhia asked him, What what happened? Why are you so upset? He says, I have a very difficult thing to do. I have a very difficult assignment. I got I got orders to take to take someone. He says, Who would you get orders? I got orders to take you. I got orders to take your neshama. The Bichia starts screaming. He says, Get out of here. There's no way you're taking me right now. The Malachamavik got so scared, he ran away. Because as we saw, the Bichia was able to bring the Giwalah. As we know, when the Giwalah comes, when Mashiach comes, the, the, the angel of death, the, the, gonna, Hashem is going to slaughter him. There's gonna be no more, no more yetsara. So much so that if someone comes, someone can make himself so holy that a human being could go to the level that even malachim are gonna be afraid of him. So uh, the the the, the had orders; he needed to take him. So he disguises himself as a poor person. As it was filthy, smelly, the Rechia saw this poor man. He was full of chesed. He he went. He wanted to help him. He came to Rabbi Chia. He says, "Please give me a piece of bread, smoke or something." Rechia gave him the piece of bread. And at that moment, the poor person turned back into the Malachamavet again. And he he tells him. He says, "You gave the piece of bread to the poor person. Why aren't you giving, willing to give me your neshama?" Abichia understood. He says, "Yetzirah has a point." He says, "You're right." And Chia gave the Gemara says Chia gave gave him uh, his soul. Abichia. So where is the logic of this? You have a piece of bread. He says, "You gave him a piece of bread. So why don't you give me your soul?" Was 
What does one have to do with the other? You take, listen, I have, okay, fine, let me give, give you all my pieces of bread, just leave me alone. Don't they, don't kill me. The difference is that for us, we give the piece of bread, okay, it's a piece of bread, but our soul is our soul. The Bechia put all his soul into giving this bread. So whenever he gave the bread to the poor person, he wasn't just giving a piece of bread, he was giving his soul. So Malchamave told him, you gave this piece of bread to the poor person. Why can't you give me the equivalent? Give me your soul. I came to take your soul, give it to me. Sadgaomivina, he explains, he says, if only, if we built a synagogue, we built a shul, Entirely, Bishem Shamayim. Everything we do, we every step of the of the building process, we put the steel, we wield it, we wield the steel, we say Bishem Yichud, we pour the concrete, we say Bishem Yichud. The workers over there are tzaddikim, which learn hours every day, endless hours. The manager that's looking uh, over everything, he is the gadolador. And everything would be holy as much as possible that they would put every ounce of Kiddushah in it. Then anybody who, were, who would ever enter that Bet Knesset would immediately be filled with Yirat Shamayim. The second they enter, they would feel that they want to, they would have the desire to learn. They would, have, they would pray with such connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. that's why in the desert they put so much sanctity they put so much holiness into building the, 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 the Mishkan Mishkan lasted it lasted forever now for us to bring Kiddushah to Shabbat every time we do some type of activity to prepare for Shabbat we should say Shabbat Kodesh. Anytime we buy groceries, we cook the soup, we polish the shoes, we take a shower, we vacuum. We're supposed to say Shabbat Kodesh. We put on the clothes, nice suit, everything. Shabbat Kodesh. Anytime we have guests, we're supposed to say this is Shabbat Kodesh. We're not supposed to say this is the clothes of the guests. This is the clothes for me to look good in front. The Chod Shabbat Kodesh. With doing all this thing, with saying everything we do, the Chod, the Shabbat, or we're doing the Shem Shamayim, we be mitkayem basuk in Shema that says, "Ul Ovdo bechol levavchem uvechol nafshechem." To 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 serve Hashem. With all your heart and all your soul, and Bazrat Hashem, we will bring the holiness and to the Shekhinah and the Shekhinah into everything we do. Amen.